We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Monday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. We will uh, talk some baseball Talk some uh, talk some basketball. Got some stuff coming up. Stuff going on. Ole Miss falling two out of three over the weekend to the Arkansas Razorbacks and Oxford. They are zero and four in SEC series for the season and two and ten overall. Headed to Mississippi State for Super Bulldog weekend this weekend. Not really that super for Mississippi State either, but they did beat Alabama two out of three. So we'll hit some college baseball again. Other stuff going on as well. The Grove Bowl coming up here in a uh, in a few days. That. Almost ends spring practice. There's actually some stuff after that. But the Grove Bowl on Saturday, so a lot of stuff going on. Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford, Blue Sky location. Remember your uh, your ribs? You can pack them up, wrap them up, ready to go for you when you call. There with the uh, the Blue Sky, wet or dry, they'll be ready for you. Lunch specials, you know about those, Five sixty nine. They come with two sides, bread, and any size fountain drink of your choice, including the uh, the biggest one, the uh, the, the 44 ounce, if you so wish for that from Blue Sky. And if you're in the Clinton, Mississippi area, got fresh donuts every single morning. Make those fresh. A lot of different flavors available for you. They look fantastic. We're not in Clinton. They're going to be everywhere else too soon. But if you're And a reminder soon. each and every morning to the Clinton Arrows <laughs> soccer team, especially the boys, you want those donuts. I was going to ask you if they lost everybody, but apparently they just kind of have a have a factory going down there where it doesn't seem to matter. I mean, they, and speaking quite of factories, the program, speaking so. of factories, donuts, donuts, just chocolate. especially the ones with all the cream fillings oh, and, the, yeah. and the and the and oh. the icings. You know what's great with the donut too? A forty-four ounce Coca-Cola, <laughs> leaded, yeah, the full sugar. Oh, uh, it's just as much. Even add some sugar if you'd like. It's probably a good bit of calories. I think two two of the the, the most iced donuts, and then a forty four ounce, yeah, Coca Cola. I mean, what a pre pre morning. I mean, what a you might as well have had six surges at that point. I mean, you'll have, have enough. Have that, and then maybe maybe stop by and get some of the leftovers. Yeah, on your way home from practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bulk up a little. Bulk up a little. There you go. 
Coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that's hopping to a Clark Ford today. The service from Clark Ford's it's different. They just, they really take care of you. They want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. We'll have guests joining us this week. They will join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you are an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify. Andy Ludicky can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. It's uh, myperfectfranchise.net or uh, Andy at myperfectfranchise.net, or you can call 404-973. Nine nine zero one, and by the way, with uh, four home runs in the series versus Arkansas, the Dead Soxy oh. bases loaded sale has been fully activated. So enjoy forty percent off all non licensed and non nil merchandise all week long at deadsoxy.com. Use the code Rebel Grove at checkout for forty percent off, and as always, stay soxy. So a little quick Google search here as we get started. Looks like a forty four ounce Coke is around five hundred and forty calories. That's not bad. Something like that. Um, get your get your morning started, and then I don't have the Blue Sky Donut caloric because obviously there's zero calories because we love Blue Sky. They're they're calorie free donuts yes, there in Clinton, especially um, in Clinton. Yes, though th- those are calorie free, but those evil Krispy Kreme people who which is not where you need to get donuts. You nope. get them from the Blue Sky in Clinton. Yes, they're uh, they're chocolate ice glaze with sprinkles, just a real normal donut there. Yeah. Those uh those checking in about three ten a piece oh. on calories, so. Yeah. Get a couple of those and a Coke in you. About 1150, 1200 calories, something like that. Or get a half dozen. Because <laughs> they might even discount them when you get six or 12 at a time. You never know. Those donut oh, holes. That's why they call it a baker's dozen. Eat up, boys. Coach, probably not particularly happy with me right now. Probably laughing. So. Probably getting a kick out of it. Yeah. Hope everybody had a wonderful Easter. Got your uh, either watch the Masters or got All right, I got your, a question got, on got the Masters. Now, I got man. a question on the Masters. I got it right off the top. See, I wasn't even going to really talk nope, golf nope. today. But That's go okay. Ahead. I got a question on the Masters. All right, go I, ahead. I, 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 I didn't watch a lot of golf. I sort of kept up with it a little bit at times because of the weather, and they were having the lot of golf yesterday. And Tiger clearly was bothered physically, and I noticed some of the LIV guys were making noise, and that was creating some drama in the golf sphere. And then on the 18th yesterday, John Rahm hits his first bad shot in ages, mm-hmm. and he hit a, what's called a provisional. He did, yes. As someone who doesn't play golf, oh, okay. I was a little confused. So he hit that. I'm, I'm guessing he hit that in case they couldn't find the ball. Yeah, that's correct. So what what happened on 18 John Rom tees off he hits his ball way left uh he thinks that it is possible that it is going completely out of play okay okay so quick i'll, I'll be as fast as possible here no no i'm just curious so there are two different cuz when it happened i was like oh my god could he blow this there are two different out of bounds okay there is a what normally is marked as a red out of bounds 
I'm just being basic here again. It's fine. Whatever. Lateral hazards, what they're called. Okay. If that happens and you hit the ball out there, then you get to place the ball wherever it went out. One stroke penalty. Okay. Meaning you hit the ball out on your first shot. Your next shot is three. Three. You drop and then hit three. Gotcha. An out of bounds completely penalty, usually marked by white areas, or you have to hit from the previous spot three. Okay. So you don't get to laterally ha- hazard. But even if it was a lateral, you've got to be able to identify your ball. So if a ball's gone, you're hitting from the previous spot because you can't find your ball to prove that it went out right there. Does that okay. make sense? Yes. So if John Rom loses a ball there. That would have been his third shot it would have been hit. Yes. Tee. So what he did was he, to save time, went ahead, hit a provisional, meaning if we can't find my ball, here's my third shot. I'm already down there and we can move on with our day. Okay. Instead of having to go find it, not finding it, and then go back to the tee. But and they ultimately found it, correct? Yeah, it hit a tree or hit something and went straight back at him. It was a mile from the green, but it was in play, actually, just in the rough before you even – or sorry, the second cut. I apologize, uh, Augusta, from getting to the uh, the fairway. So, Got yes. you. Okay. Yes. He was saving time by hitting a provisional, meaning that would have been his third shot, which would have been interesting had he lost that ball – on his second ball, he would have had to par the hole to win the tournament because he would have had to make no worse than oh. a seven. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So three, four, five, six. A bogey off the second ball would have been a seven and tied, and tied Kepka. But ultimately, his second shot was really, really good. He hit second. a nice second shot down in front of the green. He pitched on and then made actually made the putt for par. Yeah. So, yes. Gotcha. It was not dramatic. I was just surprised because, I mean, after that close call with COVID a few years ago, I mean, he survived and he did to survive. come back and, and Oh, that's right. I win. forgot. It was that tournament where they pulled him off. Like, that's true. I with forgot the, Like a seven-stroke lead. I forgot that. <laughs> clearly, it was impacting him. He was having a hard time getting around the course that day. He was well, he was struggling yesterday, clearly. Um, It was fine. I mean, I... I there I'll, wasn't a lot of drama. I yesterday. like golf. I like Augusta. I enjoyed the day, but no, it was not. It it it, it did not compel you in many ways. Okay, yesterday. so here's my next golf question. Yeah, sure. Why do we hate Brooks Kepka? Why 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 do we? Why are we all supposed to despise him? What what has he done to me that I'm supposed to be so angry about? He took money. See, I have a hard time with the LIV thing. Or live I thought whatever. he was interesting because he was one of the few that didn't wear the live gear yesterday. Most of them were wearing their team. Like Mickelson had team stuff on. Patrick Reed had team stuff on. Kepka was just wearing his Nike stuff. Yeah, and he seemed to be very – I mean, he blew uh, the Masters and could seem to be very gracious to John Rahm. Well, and even Rory earlier in the week, who's been Mr. PGA in this live PGA thing, said, hey, there's some nuance that has to be here. We can – I'm cool with Brooks and DJ and maybe not as cool with some others. He had kind of pointed that out. Um, I find it difficult to get particularly worked up at people who take generational money. My problem with it has always been very simple. Don't lie to me and tell me it wasn't about the money. That's my issue. What did they kept well, to lie about it? Almost all of them yeah. have. Yeah. Hey, nah, just, you know, I'm really excited about the 54 hole tournament. Oh, shut up. You're excited about the hundred million dollars, which is cool. Sure. Just let's own it. That's all. Let's own it. Yeah, Chris and Kepka are very tight. He coached him. Um, it that okay? Kepka bothers some people because he's Chris not Malloy and Kepka. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When he was at Florida State, gotcha. Um, 
Kepka bothers some people because he frankly doesn't really care about golf that much. Like it's not, hey, I'm I'm dedicated to this craft the way most people are. It's hey, I'm pretty good at it, so I play it, but I'm not overly concerned. I'd like to win, but cool. Um, I think that bothers some people. Um being remembered as Jack Nicholas or Arnold Palmer is not important to him. He appears to just want big trophies and the money that comes with the game. That appears to be his get his, his his deal there. Um it's overall demeanors kind of whatever, but we 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 move that in a way because we're so used to this very corporate pretty boy image of golf frankly at this point. I mean, they all do kind of look alike. It's what Jeffrey and I were talking about on Thursday, not to get down a golf rabbit hole, is that yeah, you, with with Eli, with with Liv over there, there's not a lot of villains. Everybody's just this up and coming young kid that's pretty good at golf and hits it a mile. Okay, well, great, cool, sweet. I mean, you're trying to make villains out of players that really, in in past generations, you wouldn't have made villains. Um, so look, I mean, did the Liv thing add to the week a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you're watching Kepka and some of those names. I mean, they finished second and third with Mickelson and and, and Kepka. Um, I thought. Feel was really interesting yesterday because, look, it's a guy, and I mean the the casual sports fans are aware of Phil Mickelson, somebody who has spent his career of as the Arnold Palmer of his generation, not as good as Tiger. Arnold wasn't as good as Jack, but the charismatic, fan friendly, at least publicly guy. Yeah, and then he's gone down this huge dark hole the last eighteen twenty four months. He. Looks weird. He doesn't say much. There was a report coming out on Tuesday night from the Champions Dinner that he essentially did not talk, that he was kind of in a corner by himself at the Champions Dinner on Tuesday night. And then for a little while yesterday, you could squint and kind of see the old feel. He shoots 65. He's He shoots the best score he has shot since 1996 at Augusta. He's the uh, oldest player to finish in the top five. He was the oldest player to shoot 65 or better. Yeah, he, he completely villainized himself, and it's a strange turn because it got started in a weird way. It, I, mean, you know, I, I could stop because I know we got other stuff, but it got started with a quote that was not was weird with Alan Shipnick writing his biography that was not authorized or whatever back in the day, and it went downhill, and then Phil defended it, and he sued. I mean, we're, we're only a year since Phil literally didn't show up at the Masters because he was basically suing everybody. And then now a year later... That's what I'm saying. Yesterday, you can almost kind of squint. He was still a fan favorite out there. He was getting applause. He was doing thumbs up. Like for at least a couple hours, you had the old feel with people reacting to him as the old feel, which I thought was interesting. He looked like the old feel. Yeah. I mean, he was, frankly, for a period of time yesterday, he was the most compelling part of the tournament because it was pretty obvious that Rom was going to win. I mean, for like two hours, you sort of knew John Rom was going to win. Well, because even early, Kepka was not playing well. You know, Kepka had a lead early, and it yeah. just kind of. Mm, I mean, the okay. lead went away fast. Phil has a gambling problem, is what Phil has. He he, frankly needed the money. He got a ton of money from Liv. But he just again, he went from by far the second highest Q rating to this. Yeah. It was interesting. It was, we'll all come out of our hole again for the U.S. Open in a few. Whatever. I mean, it was it was fine. I like I said, I, I don't know the sport and I don't know the people, but I kept up with it a little bit because it was kind of. Yeah, I mean, they look, played in the rain and and Tiger looked Tiger looked rough. He looked old. Bless his heart. And then, I heard I'm walking yesterday. Yeah, and then you know, and then a lot of those young guys, like you said, they're all kind of 
to a guy like me who doesn't, it's it's sort of like watching baseball when it's like, oh, there's another middle reliever who throws 99. Yeah. I mean, they all look the same. They all kind of wear the same stuff. They look like they all work out the same way. And I'm not criticizing, but they all just crush the ball. And it's kind of like you look at, I don't know, you're looking for storylines and then the John Rahm stuff. I didn't realize he was from Spain, and so that was interesting. Oh, yeah. And the Sevi Ballesteros. I remember Sevi Ballesteros and Mickelson's brother coached Rahm in college. Heard that? Yeah. They were digging deep into the bio yesterday because it was over. There wasn't a lot to talk about unless he started, you know, putting a bunch of balls in the in the in the water. Um, Georgia Rebel asking, was there an amateur that's supposed to be better than Bennett? Yeah, Gordon Sargent, who plays for Vanderbilt, um, hits it nine miles and is kind of considered the guy that could really be the that generation's young young the, stud the, the bennett kid was kind of fun to follow a little bit he was good i i like the amateur stories on stuff like he had to go to dicks on saturday afternoon because he didn't have enough rain gear and i mean he doesn't have he doesn't have corporate sponsorship so he has to just yeah. go buy the stuff off the rack i mean uh, whatever but there's something to that sure um, well, like today, he has a 36-hole tournament back in College Station today where he's back to carrying his own bag and being a college kid today. I guess A&M, Ross had to get him a plane last night to get him back to College Station. They got morning. him back. Yeah. I saw the video. Oh, really? Yeah, he got back. There met, a lot of people met him. Did they? A lot of pictures with the thumbs up and howdy. They gigging? They were. But good for him. I mean, that's a if no matter what happens, that's a memory he'll have for the rest of his life. I mean, that was that's you know it's pretty cool. Pretty cool weekend for him, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm having a hard time engendering some Texas A&M hate for a golfer. I'm, I'm, I tried <laughs> hard. I mean, I spent the day going, hey, what, what, what is it I don't like about this kid? We got, got issues. Like, I he seems know. like a good kid. Yeah, I know. I couldn't find out. <laughs> damn it. I need, I, I need somebody to root against right now. Because uh, <laughs> Kevka doesn't really bother me. I'm kind of watching going, okay, I need somebody to hate. Who, who are we hating here? Well, that's what got me into the weekend a little bit was I kept reading that I'm supposed to hate Bruce Kepka And I'm like, well, Brooks Kepka. I'm like, what am I? What am I hating? Give me something to hate. And they, he took a lot of money. I'm like, did he steal it? No. They offered it to him and he took it. Uh, yeah, Sam Bennett cannot accept money from his winnings yesterday. Yes, that is correct. That would make him a professional. He can't. He's an amateur. Okay. Can't get paid to, for performance. Okay. And he couldn't turn pro before the tournament because then he's not in the tournament. He's only in the tournament as an amateur because that's how he qualified. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm spiting my tongue. Okay. <laughs> it's the second part that I actually understand. He has not done anything to qualify as a professional. Right. I so, get Augusta. So he was only there because he's an amateur. Because he won the USAM. Right. Yes. His, his entry into the tournament was because he won the US Amateur. Gotcha. So he lost, I don't know, I mean, several hundred thousand dollars yesterday by not being a professional. I don't know exactly what that place got, but I'm sure it was decent. Yeah. I mean, he hung, he finished like 17th or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so they all get paid for performance now. That's, that's there's some truth there. It's, there's a lot of truth there. We don't say that part out loud. <clears throat> still. I do. I mean, it's the your exposure goes up when you play well, and that's what you get paid. If you more wanted for. to write the really hardcore column this weekend from the Grove Bowl, you would write, you know, what you'd find out what 
Dart's getting paid, what Sanders is getting paid, and you'd compare performance to pay. You know, if you're paying a pitcher $20, $29 million a year and he's out there with a the six ERA, you're kind of pissed off. If you're paying him 400000 a year, you just send him to the minors or cut him. Yeah. You know, it's a different deal. I do wonder this, and I, I promise I'll get off golf after this. Alan says <clears throat> official world golf rankings are looking really phony right now. Um, oh, I didn't know what that meant. Sorry. I, 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 I do think it's an interesting time for the, the golf rankings because they don't, they, they don't consider live in their rankings formats for multiple reasons. Um, and you obviously have players that are top 50 in the world in that tour who are just losing ranking points by the week because they aren't playing tournaments that are sanctioned by the official world golf rankings, which affects world golf championship events. It affects majors. It affects a lot of stuff from an entry point. So I, I, I don't think you necessarily just give into them and go, okay, we're going to rank you the same because frankly, 54 whole tournaments shouldn't be ranked the same as 72 whole tournaments. But I do get, I, I, I do think there probably is some compromise that has to happen at this point now when that. So anyway, now a word from our sponsor, better help. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced with the challenge in life, but you learn when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you <clears throat> become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or small. I've used therapy as a way to handle stress, clear negative thoughts, relax a little. It's a life changer for me. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, affordable, and it's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. Switch therapist anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. BetterHelp.com slash MPW is the site to go to. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today. Get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Podcast. <clears throat> oh, lost my train of thought there for a second. Podcast brought to you. Also by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, Morgan Wallen, bringing his one-night-at-a-time tour to Bald Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and 23rd. Tickets for both are still available. Start at just $78. It's getting close. Fewer than two weeks to that event now to purchase. You can visit morganwallen.com, or you already have your ticket. Make sure you par- purchase a parking pass, olemisstix.com for that. Walk on Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing new game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouthwatering made from scratch. Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo, shrimp, uh, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. You can order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. The College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. Uh, you can also go to collegecornerstore.com. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, but the same great products, same people, same great services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. 
or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, Selma, Indiana, and more. So uh, local pickups, don't miss out. A-Stock.bid. Next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. Give it a try because... I don't always get the vegetables, don't die. It's not always perfect. So it's a great way to get comprehensive health and the power of habit all right there in one, typically right around workout in the middle of the day, before or after. You can take it after you get done fasting for the uh, the day and empowers the gut for whole body health. So much more than just a greens power powder. It's all your key health products all in one. A lot of athletes take it and they have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. Huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. It's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits and helps almost everybody take care of their health every single day. So to cover your nutritional bases couldn't be any easier. You can do that with AG1 by Athletic Greens. It's a comprehensive solution that you need from your supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's athleticgreens.com slash mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash mpw. Check it out. So Miss Baseball. Falls two out of three to Arkansas over the weekend. They split a doubleheader on Friday after a uh, a Thursday rain out. That was kind of strange. They called it, I think, 19 minutes before first pitch, and it had not rained yet. So it was a little weird. I was I had just gotten to the park five minutes before it happened. I was kind of getting my stuff set up, and the tarp went on, and it was like, hey, we're canceling the game. I was like, okay. It was the right decision. It rained like an hour later. and Yeah, I left. They typically make the right decision. I left the gym at like, Six ten, mm-hmm. and it was raining on me on the way home. And I thought they're going to play in this, and then I, sure enough, they were not. Got play the notification that they were not going to play in this. Both those teams wanted no part of pitching a pitcher two innings and having that thing called and that person being ruined for the weekend. After watching the series, I understand. Yeah, they both needed Holland and Doherty to to throw as much as possible there in those first games. Look, it's not going to get focused on the series necessarily. We'll talk big picture and talk Hunter Elliott for a second, but new and I discussed it, I guess over the weekend, whenever we talked, I guess it was Sunday morning, Sunday morning. We're talking about something else. And that yeah. came up. Yeah. Those teams are not overly different. They're mm-hmm. frankly pretty similar all the way around. Um, Arkansas looks like what Ole Miss typically looks like when they don't have one of their elite teams. They still kind of make it work. They have an identity. Mm-hmm. They play with confidence. Um, mm-hmm. They play good defense. Things that run the base as well. Yeah, typically, just do little things that yep. get they get you some wins. They throw strikes. It's it's what Ole Miss isn't doing right now in, in in all phases. I mean, you go through the two losses for Ole Miss, and they have very key things that are basic, just simple baseball moves and plays that they don't make. Um, in the in the finale on Saturday, they have a terrible error in right field when McCants doesn't get a throw in. To um, me, that was the. The, if, if if you ask me for one play that sort of defined the weekend a little, it was that play. It's that play or it is, and I get they still scored a run. When Calvin gets the hit, they should have had runners on first and third, nobody out, and he gets thrown out at second for the first out. He tried to stretch the single into a double on the throw. They didn't get that run, though, did they? Yeah, Clarko hit the two-out double off the wall oh, that, that's right. that brought that's the right. run in. But instead of having two on, nobody out, and you're kind of right. moving a little bit right there, you just get the one, you've had another error. It, it just, to me, that changed the feeling of the game in a lot of ways yeah. right there. But either way, Arkansas just played better baseball over the over the two days. I and mean, I was talking to Mike after Saturday's game, and I, I opened it up with, I know it's cliche, but 
they just played better than you guys did. And he said, well, that's exactly what I told the team. He goes, look, it's not – he said, we can talk about hard-hit balls and balls not falling and all that kind of stuff. But he goes, frankly, that's what losers say. He goes, it, it's a deal where they they made more plays than we did in every way. We're not playing good enough baseball. Um, Ole Miss is really struggling defensively, and it seems like every time they make a mistake defensively, it bites them because they don't have a lot of margin for error. They're still looking for roles in the bullpen. Um, there's been some regression from, from from some guys from the staff. The, the newcomers have not performed in a lot of ways that were anticipated or necessary for them to be in better shape right now. And then the offense has some holes. The offense is not playing well. Returners are not playing to the the, the level that was needed. Frankly, they needed them to have an uptick, and and, and that has not happened. I mean, it's it's not. It's an interesting deal because I easily understand why Ole Miss is two and ten, but they're also better than two and ten. If you just yeah. make some simple plays, you're four and eight, five and seven at least, and you're sort of having the conversation right now. They've played three teams that are clearly, at least from a win loss standpoint, some of the better teams in the league. Arkansas now at eight and four in the SEC, actually in the SEC West lead right now. A game over LSU, who I'll talk about in a second. Um, Vanderbilt and Florida, we know, are national title contenders um, yeah. in in the East side. No, I mean if the tournament started today, Arkansas would be a top eight seed. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're. I don't. I don't think they're that good. I still contend Florida is the best team in the country. I'm. I'm sticking with it, and I'm not stopping. I'm. I'm starting to agree with you. Um. Well, and I'll again. I'll get there. LSU's got some injuries. Um. That's that's causing a problem quickly for them. Um. I'm not sure Vanderbilt's not because Vanderbilt pitches it so well. Yeah, I don't like their offense. Right. But. But to your point. There's not a hill of beans difference between Ole Miss, Alabama, and Auburn. No. And Ole Miss might end up beating those teams, and so the numbers might change. But there is a difference kind of just the play in right field. It wasn't that he made a physical error. Okay, that happens. Yeah, sure, whatever. Ball bounces a little different than you thought it might. But he sort of nonchalantly goes after the ball, and then when he picks it up, he throws it to first base. It was a... It, it told me, and I'm picking on TJ McCants here, but it told me in that moment he was not aware of who was on the bases and that it was two outs and that he was going to be running on contact. And the Josenberger kid who leads off for Arkansas, you can question a lot of things about him. One thing you cannot question is that dude can really run. Yeah. And he's a hustler. I mean, he made some plays in the outfield against Ole Miss that were – series changing frankly i mean yeah but there were two or three defensive plays that if they don't happen Ole Miss wins the series yes but he's very very good and he took off and you had to think hey he's gonna be around second fast and when i kind of fumble the thing he's gonna be thinking about turning third and when that throw just kind of lobs back into first base he's scoring and that was such an emotional lift for them it's a two out Run scored from first base on what was a single. Yes. I mean. It was a single. It's huge. It's huge. And Ole Miss doesn't pitch well enough to, they can't overcome those kind of things. Because frankly, JT Quinn pitched a good game. He was fine. Yeah. Quinn did nothing wrong. Darty got hit hard the more they saw him. Sure. And but that that, and that happens. That is where he is. It's nothing right. against Jack Darty. He's out of role. I thought if Jack Doherty could just come in and get six outs, he's one of the best relievers in the league. Yeah. He's a hellacious pitcher to get come in and get six outs. I thought Revis was really good. I thought the He was tough. You wrote about this. The job that he did, I think, in the, the second, second inning. Yes. When 
Arkansas had just blown Ole Miss out, you had to think they were probably feeling themselves a little bit. And they get up one nothing, and I think the bases are loaded and nobody out. And gets out of it. I mean, they're thinking, put up a crooked number here, and everyone's going to head home, and we're going we're gonna to have an easy day. Yeah. And to their credit, they were right. I mean, you, you, they, they get five runs there. Yeah, yeah It's sure. night-night. Yeah, sure. Because they were pitching um, Hagen Smith. Who, yeah. He's their okay. best arm. He was okay. Yeah, he's their best arm. Um, and he worked his way through that, got out of it, held him to one run, and – Ole Miss comes back and, and wins the series, and then I, I agree wins with the game. Yeah, the game. And then Quinn was Quinn was really good. He was good enough. No, yeah, no issues there. You know, and Will McIntyre was pitching for Arkansas, and he 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 had had the flu all week, and you could tell it. He was not very good. He was not very good. They did not do to him what they should have done to him. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they couldn't get it done, and then Arkansas did a really good job working Quinn's pitch count. And that's the little things. They did a really – that's part of their identity. And they did it. And they got into the Ole Miss bullpen and they were able to consistently score once they did. Yeah, you know, it's – I assume they will start Sonia against Memphis tomorrow. If cool. it were me yeah, and I were Ole Miss, uh-huh. I wouldn't do that. I would go back. He had some success. I would put him in the rotation. And I would put Darty where Darty's good. And go ahead and – I would yeah. stop this. It it it's not, let's put the best player in the best spot and see what happens. And see what happens. Yeah, because it's not going to get worse. I would give myself a chance to have that weapon. Because it's inarguable that Sonia is one of your better talented arms, and he's a starter. Yeah, so let him start. Because you're at this point, you're two and ten. You're you're only going to get there if you catch lightning in a bottle. And stubbornly, and I'm not. This isn't a knock on Bianco. I get it, right? He's trying to get to Hunter Elliott, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But until you have him, and that's an option, I think you got to say, "Hey, what we're doing here doesn't work." So let's do something different. I'd be tempted to throw the Revis on on Friday. I, I would. I would be tempted to start him on Friday, to start Quinn on Saturday, start Sonia on Sunday, whatever. I, I, I would. I would mix it up, and I would put Darty in my bullpen. Where if I got a lead, I can get a game. I can go get the Friday game. Yeah. And then we'll figure out Saturday when we get there. It was a. There was a, a question <laughs> of Dave Van Horn. Yeah, it made me laugh. It was actually really funny because I. I do think he mismanaged it, but I understand what he was doing. But I understood what he was saying. And and he probably would tell you, you know, it's not what I wanted to do. But the question was, why did you bring in Carter? Carter. Yeah, 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 Carter. Carter. Yeah, yeah. And he said, one game at a time, man. Yeah, he, no, and he I had, got he had a nine-run lead. But he didn't want to blow it, you know. I mean, he, <laughs> he's got some PTSD. And, and he's like, I want to get the win. Let's get a win. I should not have been so... Uh, you can find it on the side of Rebel Grove. It's in the... I don't know. I think it's in the game story thread from the doubleheader. So you can find it there. His press conference had me all cracked up because he was frustrated by that question. He goes, hey, one game at a time. Like I, I'm just trying to win games here, but I have no pitching. And then the second one is his pizza... And I, like I said, I felt bad for him here forever. And Ole Miss fans get mad at me about the pull pop-up thing and not being so close to a national title. He has such PTSD over drop pop-ups mm-hmm. that he was so pissed off on Friday when they let a ball fall in the outfield or whatever. I mean, he was just – he railed well, it, about it. It led to a couple three runs. 
it was a big moment in that in that second game. You know, yeah. I mean, that second game, he was like, "Geez, man, I mean, it's right there. Take it." And and they didn't, they weren't able to. Yeah. But I think Mike's there now. Where yeah. the goal has to be, we're playing today, win today, and then we'll get to tomorrow and we'll try to figure it out. And it's it's interesting because I, I feel like this is a public service announcement a little bit because Mike said it and. I haven't read what other media have write. Maybe they've said the same things. So maybe I'm, I'm I'm just repeating it. But I think we have to remember that Mike said Hunter Elliott is likely coming back as long as nothing goes awry this week and gets to LSU next week. In some capacity. His quote was in some capacity. And people, there was a couple people that even cut that part of the quote off. And it's like, no, that's very relevant here that Hunter Elliott is not going to come back in, throw on Friday night against LSU, and throw 115 pitches. Nope. That's not where he is. Very clearly. For two reasons. One, that's not in Hunter Elliott's best interest, which is the reason. And two, it's completely against protocol. Completely. It, you have to work back up to a standard of pitching to that level, or you risk injuring his arm where you lose him next year, too, and he loses next year. Yes. I mean, the UCL is not just suddenly 100% the best thing in the world like mine. I mean, it... There's still stuff here going on, and he might just be a once a weekend. Now, I think you start him to get him on routine. Yes, I think you have to start him on whatever day you choose to start him on. But he might be three innings. Well, I mean, I, again, Chris Lamonis is stupid about injuries. He doesn't give a lot of detail. It's it's so dumb. I, it's maybe the thing I hate about college athletics more than anything else, which is saying something. Um, but Cade Smith, their Friday guy, I wrote about it this morning. You can find this at RebelGrove.com. He got injured against Arizona State in the second week of the year. He missed more than a month, and he came back against South Carolina two weeks ago. They brought Cade Smith back into a bullpen role the first week. I don't think that's what they'll do with Elliott, but for Cade Smith, they brought him back in the bullpen, and he threw 32 pitches. In a clean inning, I, I presume. Two innings. Two clean innings. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, walked one, struck out two, got six outs on 32 pitches out of the bullpen against South Carolina. So they were able to manage his warm-up and all of that stuff. Got so it. last week against Alabama, they started him, and he threw 42 pitches in three innings. Okay. I mean, we're talking just incremental moves here. Chris Lamonis with a quote where he said they would stretch him a little more against Ole Miss this week and then thought he would be full go the following week, whoever they play. I don't know. It doesn't right. matter. So you're talking about four weeks, three full weeks, four starts to mm-hmm. get – where he would be without the injury. So thinking that's not exactly some semblance of what Hunter Elliott is going to be facing would be full foolhardy. That's exactly kind of where the, where that works and how that operates. Yeah. So just be aware of that, that it's not suddenly, oh, our Friday night guy's back and here we go. To the point that you're making, is Mike still going to have a decision on, hey, what do we do with Doherty? Am I trying to Elliot Doherty and just see what that looks like for six innings, or what do I do? You know, so I mean, there is that question as this thing moves forward. I think it's what I'd do. I think I'd start Hunter and follow with Doherty and see if I had a lead to get to my bullpen, and then roll the die I mean, again. Look, this isn't meant to be like fatalistic, but you're two and ten. Mm-hmm. If it goes bad at this point. And there's a and there's a there's a there's a graphic on the wall that that you can refer to every time that you start getting a little down about it. I mean, no, you can't live off of it forever, but you can live off of it this year. Yeah, it's fine. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Sometimes in this league, it doesn't work out. I mean, this league's hard. If it doesn't work out, and this is a down the road podcast, I'm not even going to give some of this away right now. But 
the question will be, what did Mike learn? Because I think there's one or two things that you have to absolutely learn from this season that's going weird on them. Again, that's that's tease, I know, but I'm not going there right now. But there's no point. I, I was talking to somebody about it last night, and they were discussing Van Horn. Arkansas in 2016 or 2017 went seven and 23 in the league. 16. They had a terrible year; it all fell apart. But they're talking about what Van Horn learned and how he ran his program. A couple really key things, and I was talking to somebody about that last night, and. I think Mike is in a similar boat right now, should it not. Frankly, anyway, because even if you turn it around, it was not seamless. There's a reason why you are 2-10 and ten in the way it's the way it's gone at this point. But I mean, you know, you look at the way Van Horn managed his pitching staff over the weekend. They had one starter that they were sure of, and so he said, okay, well, we'll start him. And I'm like, you and I think, I think we talked about it. In his ideal world, he was able to start Smith in a game, but mm-hmm. they weren't necessarily locked into that. They got the first one and went, okay, let's put our best guy out there and try to get this thing right now. Right. And then, you know, they almost didn't bring – I was listening to the broadcast. I guess this was Dave Neal and them. They almost didn't bring McIntyre with them. Because he'd been sick. Well, he was puking on Wednesday. Yeah. Which was travel day. Uh Uh-huh. They probably didn't want him on the plane throwing up around all the other people. He all. traveled with them, not he, separately. He traveled with the team because apparently at some point Wednesday he started feeling better. Okay. Can, but anybody who's ever puked for three or four days knows you're that not 100%. It takes you a minute. Yeah, sure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, 
So I don't know. And then Raleigh Maddox asked about him on Saturday as well. Um, he's a hundred percent throwing everything. He threw his breaking stuff a hundred percent the last couple weeks. It's, I mean, it's a totally different level, but as someone who's had Tommy John, it's a feel thing. It's how quickly you actually feel like you're back in game shape. It, it's sharpness to your breaking balls. It's not health at this point for Raleigh Maddox. It's can you pitch in a game the way you pitch prior to the injury? That's mental. That's overcoming the elbow in some game situations. That's a lot of stuff. He's not been on a mound since April 22nd of last season. They're going to try. A couple weeks, he'll get out there. He's basically clear clear of throwing protocol at this point, and he potentially gives Ole Miss another reliever. Um, so, I mean, look, if you're wanting some lights and tunnels, sure, but 2-10 and 10 is math that is becoming an issue very, very quickly. Yeah, that they, is their issue. They probably have to play 667 baseball the rest of the way. And when you're two and ten, it's hard to look at that and go, "Oh, sure, win two out of your every question, three. And this is cart before horse in so many ways. Yeah, I think it's fourteen and sixteen. And if you get to fourteen and sixteen, they're going to put you in because last year is going to give a benefit of the doubt. You might get in at thirteen. Again, they probably have to get to fourteen. They probably have to get to fourteen. They probably have to get to fourteen. Your argument at thirteen to the committee would be: Look, when Elliot came back, what we are. Sure, we were injured. We got through the injury, and we played the rest of the way well over five hundred. This is who we are. That's your argument at 13. Sure. Which could be right. Sure. Sure. They're going to get some benefit of the doubt if they put themselves in a position for benefit of the doubt after last season. Of course. And if they play better down the stretch and Elliott's working his way up, and it's easy to do, but it's got to start this week. No, look, I can see an argument from just where they are in a vacuum for that week of Elliott being, you know, if he's healthy, him winning some games in the opener. Revis giving them enough in another game, and then Doherty on the back end to kind of help it a little bit. I mean, now look, Mason Nichols has got to be better. Um, sure. They've got to use Morrell in the correct ways that don't put him in a disadvantage because of where he is as a pitcher in his development right now. It's not going to be a deep staff no matter no, what. No, no, no. There's right. not a huge answer here. We go, right. hey, you know. Um, but, again, there's some possible things where it gets a little better than 2-10 and 10 as this moves forward, including a schedule that's easier. They have Mississippi sure. State and Georgia two of the next three weeks. Still get Alabama. They still get Auburn. They still get Missouri. There's yeah. win, there's wins to be had, but you're going to have to pitch better to get them. Yeah, and you got to hit better too. They, and they got to feel better. I mean, they kind of got to do everything, everything. better. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, it just, it's not one phase here, guys. No, it's, I mean if if you were doing the thing from the weekend and you're like just kind of ranking, like again, it wasn't that Arkansas is a significantly better talented team. I'm not sure that they are. They just kind of did a, a they did most things. Better enough, if you will. I started to say marginally, but it's bigger than that. Yeah, it's yeah. more than marginally. Better enough to win the series. They did everything marginally better. Well, that adds up to yeah. a large, it's a large thing. Yeah, timely hits. Um, again, fielded the ball better. Ran bases for the most part better. Starting pitching was about a wash. Mm-hmm. The the Holland kid on. Friday on Friday was good for them. He, he gave was. he gave them a real solid outing. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery, JohnsonHillCreamery.com. Their Instagram page is also Johnson Hill Creamery. You can go there, see photos and videos of all their offerings, special stuff they have coming down the pipe as well. They've got a uh, a couple different events coming up. One here in Oxford that uh it's gonna be free of charge. We'll tell you about that. It's gonna be at the library. A uh, a cheese class coming up for uh, for that. They do all their artisanal cheeses, charcuterie boards, catering, grazing tables, workshops, and more. 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. 
You can uh, order most things right there off their website, including uh, some of their great condiments and things they have going on. The house muster is fantastic. So uh, shotstillcreamery.com or 662-419-9201. Solutions RX is a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside Mississippi. If you take diabetes meds, high blood pressure medications, or cholesterol medications, you know that they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss uh, due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support to put those vitamins back into your body, helps you stay compliant with your medications, helps you stay healthier over the long term. Uh, It's available at independent pharmacies across the continental U.S., including all across Mississippi, or on their website, solutionsrx.com. Promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Uh, We're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. My 10 weekend thoughts are up at rebelgrove.com. Game Changer Patches sponsors that. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a 501A panel shop. ACS can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. It's been serving uh, the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. From engagement rings to uh, wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. It's lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast also, <clears throat> also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip at the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it from G&M. They'll also transfer everything. Again, one call. They take care of the rest. So it's whether it's Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or G&M there in Oxford. That's 662-236-2222. Um, I think just one quick baseball note, a couple fast things, and we'll look at um, whatever and then move on, is I was talking to a college coach last night who we were discussing the um, – the clock and what difference it's made on some young kids, especially their adjustments to it. Think that that's some of the reasons why walks are up and why offense is up in the league and basically the country at this point, there's a lot of different reasons for it. We mentioned here, and it's what a lot of people have said just in a very general way that the umpires being graded in real time with track man has changed things because they've tightened their zones. They've made it, uh, it may made it harder. And I was always thinking, inside out that they weren't getting the corners or whatever but the coach told me last night that he thought that what he is seeing from some of the data is that it's actually harder than in the major league level because of two things one the umpires aren't as good so it moves around and that unlike the major leagues where you get it college umpires are not giving the high strike right and that the high strike is causing more issues because they do they feel like they're having to throw this thing over a dinner plate 
and they're not able to kind of loop that breaking ball into the high part of the zone and and they get called. The umpires are getting fooled by off-speed stuff in the top of the zone. They're not giving the fastball on what's supposed to be the very top of the zone, and it has absolutely caused issues of them them struggling into the middle of the plate, up, down, and in, out at the same time. So, I don't know. I just I had not thought of that, and I found it kind of fascinating as, as he was talking last night. I've told you it's a completely different strike zone than a year ago. I mean, there were some, for both teams in that series, there were some pitches that a year ago were strikes. Oh. Tons. Tons. And I think using Tripe Man, the ump got most of them right. But boy, it's a game changer for college pitchers. I mean, especially the young kids who suddenly have the clock, and in high school they got got five inches off both corners the way that's coming, and now it's... I mean, you feel like you're having to set that thing on a table and the hitters are hitting every so. – It's tough. It's it's the disappointing part of what you said a minute ago is that Ole Miss offensively, given everything, just has to be better. Yes. That we can't say all this and not go, hey, but – Well, when you have veteran bats at the bottom yeah. of the lineup that are just giving you nothing. At the bottom. It's not like they're having to go two, three, four. They're, I mean, they're, they're giving you nothing. Yeah. And then some of your middle lineup, I think, is pressing. I mean, there's a couple of guys that it looks like they're swinging for Sardis. It's a longer conversation about Tommy John and pitchers and how to recruit with everything going on with so many arm injuries. You look around the conference and the country, and you know, Ole Miss was hit by Maddox last year, but really got through it unscathed otherwise compared to everybody else that was that was popped in the league. One of the reasons why South Carolina is so good and people forgot about them was they got a lot they had Tommy John issues for two years and all those guys are healthy and they're back finally. And yeah. it's guys who have been through it and they've suffered through um in a lot of ways. And it's why I think Florida's the best team in the country right now is that LSU I get on paper and everybody loves the middle of that lineup. And look, when you have potentially the number one and the number two pick in on your team, that makes you pretty good in Paul Skeens or Dylan Cruz. Um but they're getting popped by injuries right now. Uh, Grant Taylor was out for the year. who was going to be their number two starter. He's really hurt their pitching. He has he has Tommy John. He's gone. And then over the weekend, they have Garrett Edwards, who's been by far their best bullpen arm. He came off with an elbow injury over the weekend. They Jay Johnson was coy, but care, and coy and careful. Said that maybe it was not as bad as they feared, but it seems like at minimum it's probably a Hunter Elliott kind of situation even though no one has said that. And then Chase Shore, one of their top freshmen, has been wearing a basically a compression sleeve on his elbow and arm for several days and has not pitched. It's the big tall week. kid. Yeah, so they've got – Man, he throws the fire out of it. They have issues right now. Um, like that dude. They've got – That dude is just full effort every pitch. At some point – because look, LSU. I come coming into the year said, hey, if they have an issue, it's that pitching depth is not unbelievable here on this team. Talking about potentially three more arms down for them, I, at some point that catches you. Just, well, that would ca- if, if you lose those two bullpen arms, that's that's real for them. I mean, because after Skeens, their starting pitching is no, it's been a chore. I mean, they've had to really yeah. kind of figure that out. So I don't. And then it puts so much pressure on Skeens every time he pitches. Hey, dude, you have to be perfect. You have to win. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, Shores to this point, um, he's six eight. For anybody curious about it, he uh, he's played in seven games, pitched eighteen innings, 
for them at this point. Struck out 15 and 18 innings, but he's not. So he hasn't pitched in a while. He hasn't pit in, pitched in 11 days. Oh. He pitched against Tennessee. He threw two innings and didn't give up a run against the Volunteers on March 31st. And hasn't pitched since. And there's been no real clarification there on that. But look, point being, it's the Alabama, one of their starters against Arkansas left wiggling his fingers. I don't know. I haven't seen what happened, but it's it's everywhere. I mean, we're, it's just every week. It's too. I mean, this, this is this is attrition based right now. If anything else in the league, Georgia Rebels, Rebels says college baseball umpiring is the second worst product. You know, it's not though. It's it's it was a really bad product a year ago, and now they're actually calling a strike zone. From a from a from a job standpoint, they're doing a much better job. No, I mean, I think we just pointed out the one major issue. If they give the high strike, they're calling a major league correct strike zone. Yeah. Now, look, are they going to be as consistent with it as the pros? Of course well, not. Of course not. And, and also, it's it's harder to umpire inconsistent pitching. Yeah. One of the things that's easy for major league pitchers is that you sort of – major league umpires – There's a rhythm. There's a rhythm, and, and, and for the most part, guys are pounding the strike zone. Yeah, that is not the case here. Yeah. They're in college for a reason. When they – like the Grand Slam to Slavens. That was an 0-2 pitch. It's potentially the hardest missed. umpiring job in the country because, like you said, you don't have the rhythm and the consistency, but they're still throwing the shit out of it. So it's like, I mean, the slider's still breaking. I mean, the fast, you know, it's not like these kids aren't talented. Right. So you're still seeing serious stuff and trying to know where it crossed, but it's nowhere near as pinpoint as, as it would be down, the, and down get, the road. And you get the guy that comes in that's all over the place. And that's that's can mess up the rhythm of a, of a game. See the minor league game where the team lost 7-5 on the no-hitter? Yeah. That's just poor. I think that kid that throws like 103 for Tennessee was part of that. I think he was the losing pitcher in that game. Oh, is that right? It said Joyce. I assumed it was Ben probably, Joyce. I guess it could have been someone else. It's probably but Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, inside the league, if you're just curious, Vanderbilt does lose their first conference game of the season, but they are 11-1. and now to lead the East, South Carolina 9-2 and two after a 1-1 uh, one one split against LSU. They could not get the third game of the series in. Carolina has to be just beating their head against the wall because they they had the series and lost 8-7 in that second game. LSU yeah. came back late. Kentucky 9-3 and three after a series loss to Georgia. Um, come on, Wildcats. We're trying to believe in you, but don't do that. That was sobering. Uh, yeah, Florida 9-3. and three, They're fine. Um, Tennessee 5-7. and seven. Tennessee, Tennessee's going to be – they're fine, but they're interesting because they're not what they were a year ago offensively. Offensively, they have some issues. And now the pitching at times looks mortal. It's getting stressed. Has to be good. It's what Ole Miss has seen for the last two years. When you don't hit, the pitching has to be perfect, and then it just doesn't work. So they go to Arkansas this weekend. That's that's an interesting spot for them. That is. Missouri 4-8, and eight, Georgia 3-9 and nine there on the uh, – on the other side of this thing. It's the part for Ole Miss if you could somehow it's get through this weekend yeah. and then don't get swept next weekend. It's there for you. Yeah. And that's a lot of ifs. Because, like, look, you lose two out of three this weekend and it's just it's not happening. Do you avoid throwing Elliott on, the, on Friday against LSU because it's matched up with Skeens where you know you're going to be in the bullpen quickly? Yeah, I do. Hand on that one and try to figure out the rest. That's what I do. No disrespect. But I mean, on. I told you I start Revis on yeah. Fridays. He's he's tough. He's gritty. Mm-hmm. 
He's pretty good. Keeps his pitch count lower than anybody else does. I. It's what I would do. Yeah. He's given them good innings for the last five starts. I mean, I might even save Hunter for Sunday start. Arkansas eight and four to lead the West. LSU seven and four. A and M five and seven. Alabama four and eight, losing that series to State in Tuscaloosa over the weekend. Auburn four and eight, and then State three and nine, Ole Miss two and ten on that side. Yeah. One game out of Hoover at this point. That would go over well here. <laughs> I mean, if you've out of the postseason, what difference does it make? It I mean, that's the thing. Matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. Don't just go go fill the eleventh spot in the bracket just to just to do it. That's where you send me over to Hoover to cover it to see if the theory oh. turns true. They'd only need to win on Tuesday and Wednesday for you to get a little frustrated. I'd be like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Hold on a minute. They win tomorrow. There's a buy. Oh shit! Okay, that's how this works. I didn't even get the buy that year though, because they lost. Because they lost the first yeah. game. Yeah, they just played. Yeah, we, it was just day after day after, and then it rained and rained and rained. I spent mm-hmm. more time at that ballpark than I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, sounds like Ole Miss is going to get good news today from a basketball standpoint. Georgetown uh, transfer Brandon Murray for the Rebels, a player who started his career at LSU. Then went to uh, to Georgetown. He's averaged double figures both seasons that he's played college basketball. He averaged ten points a game for the Tigers two years ago, and then thirteen point seven four boards and three and a half assists per game for the Hoyas, who were awful um, this uh, this past season. Patrick Ewing was fired. They hired uh, Ed Cooley from Providence, and uh, Murray hit the portal again. So, yeah, Cooley's already had some success in the portal at Has Georgetown. He? Yeah, okay. Yeah, the portal. You're going to start hearing some decisions this week. Murray was in town over the weekend. All indications are. It sounded very positive. Yeah. He's a wing. He's a guard. He's a a one, two combo guard. Oh, he can play the point. Yeah. Probably. Probably has a chance to play a lot of point. I would think. Oh, be some size. He's like six, five. At the point. Yeah, Murray's 6'5 kid. That'd, yeah, that'd give them mm-hmm. a little more length at the point yeah. than they're used to. Which Beard's profile is kind of that, right? That that Doesn't he get bigger Beard, guards? Yeah, Beard's deal is this. He he likes to play big teams, physical teams, and you, you, you have to play defense to play for him. People have talked about his defense. What is it exactly? Can you explain it to me in layman's terms? As best as I can. They, sure. They... they really try to take the paint away from you and then they're big you don't you don't penetrate into the paint against his teams typically you've got to work it around you've got to shoot your way to victories against them they're, they're not going to give you dribble penetration they just take it away so it's zone no it's i mean they play some zone they play some man really they're gonna do everything they're gonna do he's 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 going to do what gives him the best chance to win that game. But they're going to defend you. You just don't play for his teams if you don't defend. Mm-hmm. But it's not slow. No. Yeah. No. Because you can't recruit to slow. Right. Kids don't. It's NBA style. NBA teams don't play slow. It's a 24-second shot clock. But NBA teams defend. Look at the 16 teams that are in the playoffs. They 
with a couple of exceptions, they defend. You pleased with your Mavericks uh, intentionally <laughs> tanking? Um, I saw the NBA's investigating. What actually happens with that? I mean, can you punish? I'm using quotes. What, yeah. what, do, you, what, what do you do? I don't. I don't know. But what is the punishment? I think the league's watching. The rest of the league is watching. I mean, Luka Doncic plays the first quarter, doesn't get hurt, doesn't come back in a game that you have to win. They intentionally lost a game they could have gotten into the play-in with. Could have stayed alive, sure. Yeah. Instead, they now get some balls. They got bailed out a little bit by the Thunder, quote, beating Utah and beating Memphis. Okay. The Thunder and Memphis both played their G League teams yesterday, and the Thunder won. It didn't matter. It, the game did was... The game didn't matter to either team. Memphis was the two. Oklahoma City was the 10, no matter what happened. so Don't be dumb. But they got the Thunder won the game, so Dallas can go, see, we wouldn't have gotten in anyway. But that's really it's disingenuous. And there's concerns in Dallas that, that Luka's going to ask out. It's been a very mismanaged franchise for a while. Cuban gets a lot of leeway being who he is and just kind of his profile, but it's been pretty mismanaged. It has. Yeah. I mean, even from my very casual fandom, all jokes aside, I mean, it's, you can tell that it's not well run. It's pretty weird, honestly. No, they've made some bad decisions in a place that should not be small market. No, it's Dallas. Well, it's a state that has no state income tax. you, You should be able to go get dudes. Houston gets dudes, even though they're horrible. Yeah, bad example right now, but, but yeah. yeah. So they should be able to. They should be better than they are. If people were kind of curious, by the way, the way this uh, this works with the play in, there are six teams that automatically advance into the normal tournament. That's how this works. The seven and eight play each other. The nine and ten play each other. Um, yeah, the nine and ten play each other, and the losers out. Yes. The seven and eight play each other, and the winner is the seven. Yes. And then the loser of the 7-8 game plays the winner of the 9-10 game to get the 8. Yes. Do we like this? I don't, but I admit that I'm incredibly casual about it, and it's just different, so I don't like different. So it's done two things. It's it's allowed more teams to keep playing. Sure, which is good. Which is Races are good. Minimize the tanking. Sure. And then it's added the NCAA tournament feel for a a week to teams that aren't going anywhere anyway to the to this week because the eight seeds not beating the one and then the four like that come on no and instead of waiting until saturday for the playoffs now you have playoff games on tuesday wednesday friday yeah so the actual teams that this is affecting the heat play the hawks the winner is the seven the raptors play the bulls the winner is still alive and then again lose winners losers whatever therefore the eight and the Western Conference, the uh, first games, the Lakers played the T-Wolves in the 7-8 game, and the Pelicans played the Thunder in the 9-10 game. Yeah. So you're a big Pelicans fan this week? Um, it doesn't even matter now. It doesn't matter. I mean, in an ideal world, the Thunder go ahead and lose and, and get back into the lottery. They'd be the 12. They'd be in line for the 12th pick. These games are Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the uh, final play-in games are on Friday. Correct. And the teams that play for, that win on Friday and play into the playoffs will play their first game on Sunday. Okay. The the the, the real playoffs start on Saturday. 
your Western Conference field. The Nuggets are the one. The Grizzlies are the two. The Kings are the three. The Suns are the four. The Clippers are the five. And Golden State is the six. And in the East, the Bucks are the one. The Celtics are the two. The 76ers are the three. Pretty good one, two, three there. Cavs are the four. Knicks are the five. And the Nets are the six. Yep. You're saying three teams can win it out of the East and the West is a freaking... The West is a free-for-all. Yeah. Literally a free-for-all. I can make a case for... At least six teams. Denver, Memphis, Phoenix, the Lakers. Golden State. Not ever going to completely go. Yeah, no. Too much scar tissue there. You're not going, nope, can't do it. And Wiggins is back. Um, Trying to think who else... You're not. You didn't say Kings, even the three seed. Is that because they have purple and black on? I don't know. I, I mean, you got a bunch of dudes that haven't played in the playoffs. I mean, they're good though. De'Aaron Fox has had a great year. Demontis Sabonis has had a great year. Mike Brown will be the coach of the year. Deserves to be the coach of the year. He's been terrific. It's just hard to look at Sacramento and go, yeah, they're they're coming out. A lot of pressure on the Nuggets here, right? Yes. Got joke it. I mean, like you got well, it, and there, and, and this is the first postseason in three years that they've gone into it healthy. Okay, and they're the one. They're going to get home games in Denver. They're not going to get the Lakers in round one. They're not getting the, the Warriors in round one. They should they should escape round one against Minnesota or New Orleans. Well, they could get the Lakers in round one. Lakers could lose to the oh, T Wolves and then beat could. the Pelicans of the Thunder. I guess they could get the Lakers. The T Wolves who are fighting each other right now. Denver but. would, yeah. I was watching that live when it happened. I was like, whoa. So Denver wants Minnesota. Or New Orleans. Or Oklahoma City. Can't get those. No, he can. The eight. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, of the four, they want The Grizzlies it. can't get the Pelicans or the Thunder. Right. The, the, Grizzlies, the Grizzlies will play will the get, Lakers or the T-Wolves. They will get the winner of that game. Yes. You'd rather have the T-Wolves than the Lakers. There's pressure on Memphis to... Make another run. Stay the window doesn't stay open forever. Um, the, the, look, the Western Conference playoffs will be good from start to finish. The Eastern Conference playoffs, when they get to the second round, will be good. Cleveland is Cleveland is good enough to scare people, and that that two three series between um, Boston and Milwaukee will be must see television if you like if you like basketball if you like the nba you won't you'll be glued to it those two teams are just juggernauts i don't know why this is from a top of the list standpoint i mean the grizzlies are close so i find them interesting but i'm i find myself if it stays scratch being more interested in boston milwaukee philadelphia for whatever reason i don't know why i just yeah I, i i don't know i'm really interested in the west it it's because I have no reason for this. I mean, we always talk about this. If you're watching two teams play, you find yourself pulling for somebody sure. for no real reason. If you said, hey, Chase, you get to pick, and it's not Memphis or whatever, who who do you want to win the NBA title? I'd probably say Boston and have no real reason for it, but I just kind of like watching the Celtics play basketball. Like, I don't know. Fine. I don't care. They play They play um, a great brand of basketball. I like watching them play basketball. So does That's Mil- my only reason. Milwaukee does too. Um, yeah. Denver does too. Denver's been really good this year. I mean, they just, people forget them, and then they've had these first-round exits, and everybody goes, well, they suck. And they don't suck. Mm-hmm. And Jokic, we've had this crazy – He's as underrated as you could be to be who, what a his two-time accolades MVP. are. Yeah. yeah, and he's not going to win it this year. Embiid's going to win it. Embiid should win it. 
But Jokic had an MVP caliber season again. Mm-hmm. No. Kendrick Perkins was just was a really stupid thing to say when he said it, and yeah, it was it was reckless to say that. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark N E S P A R C service people across rural communities. Two packages. The 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's anyspark.com. They offer uh, phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So, again, call their office for details. Best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union and Pontotoc counties. That's 662 238 3159. Brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Jackson, but they have clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, uh, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis is the guy to go to if you are looking for someone who can make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Um, Get in touch with, with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options. And uh, no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of the services. 901-494-3387 or uh, Edwards at regencytravel.net. Uh, Oxford's uh, newest Greek restaurant on the square, uh, Opa, is a great place to stop if you're coming up uh, for the Grove Bowl, if you're coming up for uh, the concerts, baseball season. Stop by Opa. Fabulous food, fabulous craft libations as well. It's right there on the square in Oxford. I'll have a mailbag on Wednesday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Service specialist staffing and recruiting agency has been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. If you are looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, service specialists can help you as well. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138, or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smiles using state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter healthier smile 12 months no down payment financing is available at corinthdental.com and we're brought to you by southern traditions farm it's a 68 acre 32 stall upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in canton mississippi two sand rings a grass ring miles of wooded trails so much offered at southern traditions including horseback riding offerings with uh, beginner lessons all the way up to nationally recognized competitions you can get in touch with them on facebook or instagram at southern traditions farm podcast is brought to you by prime shrimp prime shrimp.com now available at rouse's markets some on the coast lots in louisiana as well as you can go in the store and get prime shrimp they uh, help you out in a lot of ways premium shrimp gourmet ingredients they cook in bag convenience they ship it straight to your door fewer than 10 minutes freezer to plate with prime shrimp seven different offerings for you inside the bag the New Orleans-style barbecue, the signature, two of my favorites, great all-purpose options. 
there with prime shrimp. Also, they do full meals with the uh, garlic herb butter, the French Quarter Alfredo. They also have the Simply Shrimp. For anyone who uh, has a little more of a discerning palate, would like to season it yourself. You also get the two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. What's at the grocery store? It's a pretty better shrimp, a higher quality from the New Orleans-based company. So that's called code RG, code RG. Five pouches or more, 25% off with primeshrimp.com. Uh, there was some talk on the message board about this. I'll just point it out here, too. I actually did a little investigating yesterday. Uh, women's basketball, Haley Van Lith, the Louisville three-point specialist, she uh, has entered the portal. She has a do-not-contact tag on her, meaning she already knows where she's going is the uh, the secret to that. You will them. Uh, ULM, yes, exactly. But some people were asking, obviously, Ole Miss has been very active in the portal. They've picked up two players so far, one from Auburn, one from Florida. Um, people around the country believe – they don't know – Van Lith has not said where she's going, but it appears that UConn and LSU are the two most talked about places. When she came out of high school – I don't know why I know this, but I do um, – it was up down to Louisville and Baylor. Obviously, at the time, Kim Mulkey was the coach at Baylor, so there is a lot of LSU buzz around uh, Haley Van Lith. God help all of us for the amount of shit talk that will come out of that program if Van Lith goes to Louisville. Um, I just mean on floor. The, oh. uh, the, a lot of high-strung uh, situations there. Be a lot of drama on that team. Oh, got a lot going on. <laughs> the team psychologist just quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get why people were talking about it. Um, frankly, she didn't make a lot of sense joining Kecklin Clark at Iowa. That, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But Iowa needs a post presence to yeah. go with Kecklin Clark. But although something tells me the Iowa coach would have figured, figured it, out. it out. Hey, I know there's one ball, but we'll 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 go ahead. Yeah. I'll although take, the although the your turn my turn thing doesn't typically work. It's a hard. It's it's I mean, not to get back on the NBA at all because they both we, want the ball. I'm, I am. In a playoff series, fascinated to watch the Phoenix Suns. They've not had enough time to get this down to a science. And late in games, who wants the ball, Booker or Durant? And the answer is both. I say the answer is yes. Because Booker's not a wallflower. KD will share it more than I think Booker might. So I'm curious. Oh. Yeah, I'm curious. What's part of KD that doesn't want the ball? Eh, part of KD still throwing shade about stuff and. He just—he gave a quote about the Thunder that was such shade at Westbrook and to be a dude who's going to be a Hall of Famer, most talented player of his generation from a scoring standpoint. I mean, maybe multiple the, titles. He might be the best scorer ever. Just pure In the scoring. Argument, yeah, they say it's an argument. Um, there are things about his game that Jordan just a didn't dude have. who couldn't get out of his own way, though. I mean, my God in hell. I mean, I know, well-versed. but uh, Go back and watch games five and six of the Western Conference Finals in 2016. And then the subsequent decision that came from it, it was revelatory. So I wrote a story this morning, kind of getting close to closing. I wrote a story about Vanderbilt football this morning. Did you read this? No. The athletic? No. This about, about Barton? Uh, it's about Ken Seals. Okay. The quarterback at Vanderbilt that – was the only even sort of bright spot on Derek Mason's final team in 2020 that was awful. Okay. Um, he's starting quarterback. He got passed by Mike Wright the next season um, and then got passed again by A.J. Swan. So he ends up third team. He stayed at Vanderbilt and kind of talking about how he's still the backup. Mike Wright at Mississippi State now. But 
it just shows you where Van, I'm just talking about Vanderbilt, I guess, for a minute is what I've, what, what struck me here. It's not even necessarily about Seals. They're, they're writing it from the standpoint of Seals is this anomaly in college football who just had, had a resume that could have got him another spot somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he stayed and was good being the third team quarterback at Vanderbilt and finishing his degree and all that kind of stuff. But I think it might have been a quote from Barton that's in this story. Was talking about the transfer portal and how Vanderbilt's basically the PR quote was something along the lines of "We're really we're we're happy we're not slaves to the portal and whatever." And it's like I, I get what you're saying, but you're just showing you can't you're not playing in this league. Well, like I, I mean, their deal's kind of interesting because they know they can't. No, it's your only answer. I'm not criticizing. They're doing the only path that potentially can make sense. I'm not criticizing Vanderbilt. What they have to do is build culture. Yes. It, 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 it's a requirement there. It can be lip service at some places, but it's a requirement there. You're, you're not going to out Georgia, Georgia at Vanderbilt. And in their minds, they had success doing this. They only lost eight players in the portal in the offseason, by far the fewest in the SEC. Right. For the most part, kids have bought into the plan. And instead of going into the portal and bringing they kids to Vanderbilt, they're, they're doing the high school thing. Yes. And they're trusting it. Again, a place who has never had a Rivals 100 commit, Sonny. Yeah. Ever. And so they're trusting their evaluations. They're trusting their ability to develop. And they're trusting that the culture will work. But. And, and again, it's your only choice. Again, not criticizing. I mean, if if I were sitting there, but go, I look okay, at it and go, "Oh God, you've got to compete with everybody else." Yeah, if I, but if I were to sit there and say, "How do we do it here?" I mean, ultimately, that's the answer. I think you'd come up to is we, we're we're going to have to build something special. And look, they weren't bad last year. They went five and seven. They won. Florida. They won a couple of games. They led Ole Miss at the half. They they were okay. Now, can you build on that? I I don't know. And again, I don't have their schedule in front of me. You know, can you can you get? I'll pull it because all you're I'm trying curious. to do is get six. Well, sure. I mean, that's the answer. I know James Franklin won nine two years in a row, but it's it's get to six. I mean, here while you're doing that, I've got it up. I love how Coach Lee talks that's about a competitive said. attitude and mindset. The culture here, the core values, the fact that we're an actual brotherhood. I think it's an abs- I think it's absolutely rare especially in college football today where everything is so transactional with the money involved now. It's the epitome of transactional relationships. I don't know how many deep relationships there are in college football anymore. That might be an overgeneralization, but I was afraid to go into the arena and be viewed as just a football player and not a person. I really don't believe anyone out there is doing it like Vanderbilt is doing it right now. We put people over players, and I think it's special. I really respect Coach Lee for all he's done with it. I fit here whether I'm on the field or not. That's Ken Seals again. The winning That's the Chamber SEC. of Commerce stuff right there. No. Do what? It's Chamber of Commerce stuff right there. Well, it is. But, again, it's your only route. Sure. So, I mean, Vanderbilt, Barton and those guys were not going to sit in the room and go, you know what, we're going to go in the portal, and we're going to go pick off this kid who Alabama wants and this kid who Ole Miss wants and this kid who Jordan. Come on. All right, but here's their schedule. Yeah, sure. This this might be, this might be become my pet rock for the year. They open with Hawaii at home. Alabama A&M at home. So we're 2-0. Okay. They go to Wake Forest. It's an L, but an opportunity. Okay. They go to Vegas. They, play, they will have four games under their belt on September the 16th. They go to Vegas. That's probably a win. They're playing UNLV? Yeah. Okay. All right. So 
They get Kentucky at home. Early enough in the year where there's no Will Levis. Quarterback. Yeah, yeah, sure. Missouri at home. They got to go to Florida to get Georgia at home. Got to go to Ole Miss. Get Auburn at home. Go to South Carolina. Go to Tennessee. Can you find six? One, two. I mean, it's got to go overly well. I mean, but... Wake lost their quarterback. Yeah. If you got three, four, you're four and zero. When Kentucky comes to town, you've got some stuff going. You get Missouri at home. I'm not all aboard the Auburn train here. I hate the weight game because, and I get you got to play a power five, but Vandy to get to six has got to go four and zero in the non-league. Sure, it's just so hard to find that third SEC win. But if they go four and zero, they could beat Kentucky at home. They could beat Missouri at home. No, look, Sam Hartman being gone makes a huge difference. Sure. Wake's not this juggernaut that recruits. Well, and Swan's a good quarterback. Swan is a pretty damn good quarterback. Swan's a good quarterback. Swan could play other places. If Swan jumped in the portal, the number of calls yeah. that he would get would would hit triple figures. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he was a good quarterback last year. He made some throws in that Ole Miss game that you're like, whoa, who's this cat? He made more plays than Anthony Richardson did that day. He did. When I was working on a hot board in Fayetteville, Arkansas. He did. Every time I looked up, he was making a throw. He was. I don't know. I mean, can you get to six? Yeah, you can get to six. And if you get to six there, coming off of five and seven, maybe you build more culture. I mean, you're never going to go win the SEC. But I get what he's trying to do. And I like I like the I like Clark Lee. I I mean, I'll, I make all the ball jokes, but the truth is, he's a really nice guy who's invested in that, has big, has experience, can put together a staff. He is following the only plan that potentially might work, and has is going to be given the longest of ropes. Yeah, figure it out. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. They were happy with him last year at five and seven. Well, they were very competitive. Yeah. I know that Tennessee beat the brakes off that, of them that, in the last that week, but, count. but before that. They were they were competitive. And look, I mean, they they're that team, like I don't know who Ole Miss plays on the twenty first or who Ole Miss plays the first week of November, but but sometimes Vanderbilt can be a little sneaky in Oxford too, because Ole Miss is it's yeah, just sure. so easy to overlook them. It's weird, yeah. Well, remember two years ago when Ole Miss won ten games, Vanderbilt was in the game. Now you never thought they'd win the game, but they were in the game in the fourth quarter where it was uncomfortable. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I give Lee credit. I mean, they they I thought they played really hard. I told you that I was in their building an hour or so after the Ole Miss Vanderbilt game. That's right. And Ole Miss had popped them pretty good in the second half. And yet there was a lot of positivity around that program, around parents, players, and they were getting ready to go to Georgia and they knew they were going to get smoked. But there was still just kind of a, hey, it's going to be okay. We're working on this. There's a, mm-hmm. There was a real positivity that was there that I've been around them before when there was no positivity. Sure. I'll, uh, I'll book in with some golf here to close. A uh, golf ball Tiger Woods gave to a young fan during the final round of his victorious 1997 Masters, obviously Tiger's first major, sold for uh, $64,124 this week uh, from one of those auction houses. Is that more or less than you would have anticipated there 
Uh, probably According less. to the auction house, unless Tiger or his caddy Fluff intentionally saved a ball from the historic final round, which is doubtful, it may be the only confirmed golf ball from the final round of that tournament. Oh. I would have thought it, it actually was, feels a little low. I given thought it that. would get more than that. Yeah. That's kind of a thought, too. Says he bo- he bogeyed the fifth hole and handled the handed the ball to Julian Nexon, who was nine years old at the time, bidding for the Titleist ball, which has Tiger stamped on it. Began at five hundred dollars when it was put up for auction on March twenty seventh and closed at sixty four one twenty four. I guess good for Julian. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean sixty four thousand dollars for a golf ball. It makes me wonder why Julian picked now. Like I've so long a tight, you know what I mean? Like not in a bad way. Just yeah. Why today? Maybe it was time to get. Get some money. Said it was featured in the Washington Times the next day. It's been proven that was a ball from that round in multiple ways. They have authenticity from it. Um, In November of last year, a signed Woods ball sold for a record $186,000. So, anyway. All right, uh, Ole Miss has two baseball games at home in the midweek. They play Memphis on Tuesday. They play Alcorn State on Wednesday. Cancel that thing. Um, and then they play. Who knows? Is that the kids' game? I think kids' games later against Little Rock, maybe. Oh, okay. I don't. I could be wrong. I I haven't gotten that far, but I don't think so. Um, and then Mississippi State this weekend against Super Bulldog weekend and Starkville for their spring game. Spring game here as well. Lane Kiffin tomorrow for the uh, the final time prior to the Grove Bowl. So. Uh, We'll, uh, yeah, there are three practices after the Grove Bowl, but I was told by Ole Miss people at practice on Saturday that those will be more kind of walk-through mental practices. I think Ole Miss is going to say, hey, let's leave well enough alone here and, yeah. and get out and get ready for the season. So I, I think from a coverage standpoint, the Grove Bowl is close to the end. The Grove Bowl is going to mark the end of our access. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening today. Be back uh, tomorrow with another show. Got several things going on this week. And then uh, check rebelgrub.com in the meantime. So stay safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.